0: Welcome to Empowering Rare, the podcast for women's empowerment topics, women of business, women rock stars, women activists, and all women of every level trying to step it up in their life to be leaders, wherever that shows up. If you have known Happy Finger in the past, you know I'm all about the way the brain works and neuroscience, and I want to bring that spin on everything woman. So if you're ready to buckle in and get some exciting information about being the best possible woman you can be in your life, in every area, please stay here and listen in each week. hey so i've missed you guys this podcast is coming out on a monday because this past week i got married (laughs) i am so excited i got married to my best friend i have already been calling her my wife for a long time but we made official in san francisco on paper and i am so happy to be now officially mrs Panoranda. so That's a sweet little personal announcement I had to make to you guys because you're my family. You're my friends. I talk to you every week, so I think you need to know. And I would like you to also know if you go follow me on my Instagram um, or you can go to my website and link to my Instagram there at the bottom if you can't find me on instagram then you can see pictures of my wedding in san francisco if that's something that interests you they are pretty and i would love you to see them so Yes, so today is super cool because I got ultra inspired by the California landscape of um, their mind and their mindsets in California. It got me thinking about all kinds of great topics and ideas, why I was off on my little honeymoon week. And that's not my actual honeymoon, but it was the week that we got married, so we thought, you know, we'll take the week off. (laughs) And um, we had a fabulous time. There was so many things that I was so pleased to see. I hadn't been to California since I was a little girl, and we kind of al- always dreamed that California would be the place that we'd go, and when we saw the City Hall in California, we just couldn't help it. And then, when we went to just check out, just just in theory, what they would have available for weddings at the City Hall, the only day available for the entire year was the day we had originally planned to get married anyway, so we knew it was meant to be that's why we went all the way to the other coast since i am here in the coastal florida landscape now and um yeah over there i was so excited to see some really beautiful mindsets and i love traveling because of that i like to see the different cultures and the mindsets i love to see how women from different areas come and present themselves to the world and how that impacts the environment and culture that that area brings that energy from them and that's what I got super inspired by I want to give props to California for their amazing culture of definitely I can see a lot of ingenuity and progressiveness and they always kind of have been the progressive ones I feel um And if you've never visited California, please do. It's beautiful. But I want to talk about today, I got inspired by confidence, um, -confidence, self-confidence, self-esteem. But one thing that I got super inspired by this past week was really an awareness of something that I never thought about before. I always thought about the gender gap. I've always thought about the pay gap. I've always thought about um, equality in general um, across the board in every gambit, whether that be in gender equality or whether that be in sexual equality or marriage equality or whatever it is. Um, um, I, I never think of this one. My brain never goes there because my brain just doesn't think that way. My brain thinks of people as people. So a lot of times my brain doesn't think of like race equality, but that too, that's on the scale as well. So I was really inspired by something that I, they've came out with this several, several years ago. And if you don't know about it, go and check it out. It's called the, the dream gap project. It was started by the makers of Barbie and the dream gap. If you don't know, is the difference between girls and boys at a young age. So at the age of four is when girls stop dreaming because they see less and less likelihood and reality of them becoming things like doctors, like scientists, like CEOs, like engineers, like chemists, like... Um, anthropologists whatever it is that's in the field that are very um male dominated fields or that do not give enough props to the women in the fields and they're very much gender focused on simply male girls at the age of four years old stop saying they can be astronauts, stop saying that they can be, um, construction workers, stop saying that they can be scientists because they do not have enough role models in their environment and enough people around them giving them the gender equality of that dream, that the, the equal dreaming of that. Whereas boys are getting toys fed to them that is constant science constant like building and construction and these kinds of toys that are specifically designed to say hey you can do all of these things when you grow up whereas girls are getting toys like things to brush their hair and their makeup and um girly things like kitchen stuff and and houseware stuff and baby stuff and they're not getting the toys that are specifically designed to encourage them to dream of what they could be when they get older so from four years old girls stop dreaming about that and it's just I did all the research myself on this when I was looking into the Barbie Dream Gap um project and it is mind-blowing um girls are three times less likely to get toys related to these kinds of fields continuing to push the idea that they just can't do that when they get bigger and parents are two times more likely to google That is my son gifted over is my daughter gifted? That is ridiculous. And I want to just bring this to a moment of understanding just how far we still have to get. Because I want to change the landscape and the culture of the way we talk to our girls, of the way we talk to each other as women, as the way we talk to ourselves as women. Because the thing is, is this. If you're a woman that is trying really hard to achieve something you've never done, something high level that you know maybe other women that you've seen haven't done that or you've never had the role model to do that or if you're a girl dreaming about what you want to be and you're getting ready to enter college or getting out of high school if you're a little girl still like playing with all of your toys and you get told you can't be that because you're a girl i want to tell you right now that's not true you can be you can do anything And I mean anything, there is no difference between a male and a female in your ability, in your capability, in your intelligence, in the way that you approach the world and your innovation and progressive mind. You have all the same capacities, if not more, and we need to foster this culture. So when I was reading about this, I started to get super inspired about what steps you can take to start Kind of bringing in a new culture of confidence in girls and women. And I think this is so true for women, not just little girls. Because if you're a woman in today's society right now, you probably heard all these same messages as a little girl and they're in there in your subconscious. And sometimes when you start doubting yourself and when you're not believing that you're capable or not believing that you're smart enough, good enough that you have it all together enough, those are characteristics that you were taught and programmed as a little girl. Your brain was programmed to believe those things. And I, if you've listened to Happy Thinker before I became Empowering Rare, then you will see that I work with neuroscience all the time and so i started looking into the neurological component of what it means to foster this kind of environment we are not limited by our environment you can evolve and develop past that but something that's very interesting is is the brain patterns itself to filter everything through its little coffee filter based on things we're told at the age of three, four, five, these very young, still developmental ages. And that's where your brain starts filtering information through. So the lenses that you give yourself when you're older are the lenses you developed when you were little. So in order to change the culture, not just now for you and the women that surround you, look up to you, or maybe you have a platform that you speak to other women, or maybe you have a group that you connect with, or friends even, whoever surrounds you that is a woman, not just for them, but for the culture going forward for every little girl after us. I want us to learn how to develop a culture of confidence to identify what good confidence looks like and what low confidence looks like. What's the difference between confidence and self-esteem and how can we foster a world that women and little girls can believe they can do anything they possibly can dream up because they can So that's what I'm going to talk about and I'm super passionate about it. So if I get a little bit ranty, please hang in there with me because, you know, I love you guys, but sometimes you're a little bit of my soapbox. You're my (laughs) platform to be able to tell you guys that these are the things in my heart and in my mind and that I've been working with with my own um, life coaching clients and I want to really foster this new culture. I want to push it to everyone that I know, everyone that I come in contact with because I think it's really important. I think we're missing out on a huge opportunity of an amazing world if we don't tell our little girls and if we don't tell each other what we're really capable of and help build up our confidence. So let's go. So what's the true difference between self-confidence and self-esteem and how do they show up? How does confidence and low confidence show up in women? For one, self-confidence is the way we express ourselves and the way we operate in the world. It's the way you go get life. So if you have confidence, it's the way you speak, it's the way you act, it's the way you walk, it's the way you talk. When you have confidence, you speak with a certain knowing that you're capable or able to, you know, follow through with your promises. That shows up in things like being flexible because you know you can handle anything. So it's okay if you're flexible. Um, being unafraid to be wrong when you're unafraid to be wrong it's because you're confident in who you are and you know that you always have room to grow if you're always afraid of being wrong that probably means you have a very low amount of confidence believing in yourself and believing in your own word and promises is a great recognizer of good confidence speaking with like vigor and speaking with this sense of, I know what I'm talking about. That's confidence. Asking for help when you need it. This is actually a very big indicator of confidence. Because you know that asking for help is not weakness. But in fact, you know you're confident enough to handle what you can. And you know you can have a helping hand help you out when you're not for sure. And that's Confident. What does a lack of self confidence look like? Is doubting yourself and your abilities and questioning your choices. When you're questioning your choices a lot, like, I shouldn't have done that, why did I do that? It means you don't have enough confidence to stand by your own decisions. And you were probably doubtful when you made them to begin with, which when you're not walking in an aligned sense of self, You will ultimately question your decisions because you're not being yourself when you're making them. And this comes from low self-confidence. Shying away from challenges um, or anything that challenges your, your thoughts, your ideas, or challenges maybe the way that you're good at things Um, is a huge indicator of having very low confidence because you don't have the confidence to learn. And it's really important to not shy away from challenges because this builds the opportunities for you. When you can overcome something, it actually builds your confidence. So if you shy away from it, you already have a low self-confidence. When you're not actively seeking out challenges is also another indicator that you have a low self-confidence. Feeling overwhelmed and emotionally charged is something that I know many women can feel for other reasons, but a low self-confidence can be a huge reason why you might feel overwhelmed or like you're emotionally not feeling super stable. Being overly sensitive to criticism is also a huge sign that you have some lack of confidence going on. Don't be overly sensitive about this. Criticism is usually not built to tear you down. And when it is, if you have confidence, you can shake it off and not let it question your worth because it doesn't. To be honest with you, criticism comes from everyone and everywhere, but it doesn't have to challenge anything. If you know who you are and if you know what you're worth, then you can respect and love yourself and you don't need anyone else to do that for you. So learning to build your confidence is important. So that brings me to my next thing I want to talk about. What's the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence? The difference is that self-confidence, like I talked about before, is how you operate in the world, how you present yourself to everyone. Whereas self-esteem is the filter in which you show your confidence. What I mean by this is I've talked about the coffee filter in your brain, the things that you believe about yourself. Self-esteem is the filter in which you believe how worthy you are as a person and how much self-respect you have, how much you're worth loving, how much you're worthy of having good things, how much you're worthy of your dreams and goals. This is your filter, is your self-esteem. So if you want to build your self-confidence, work on the filters of your self-esteem. These are mindsets, concepts in your brain that are built up over time and many times developed very young. So it's important to kind of diagnose and peel those out of your mind to figure out as a woman, where did I get these beliefs? And are they rational for one? And two, if they're rational, can they still be questioned? These are good things to know. And it's important for you to build your self-esteem first because your self-confidence will come as a secondary product of that. Okie dokie, let's talk about the things I want to talk about to change the cultural landscape of how we view ourselves as women. So... I have a couple pointers on how to really develop a confidence in yourself and also how to try and foster confidence in the women around you and the little girls that you meet, look up to, raise, are around. So the first one that I would say is you need to start dreaming again. So as little girls, you can probably remember playing imaginary friends or playing um, an imaginary little world and using your imagination a lot. As we get older, we start to get realistic. And I don't know if you've tried to play with a little girl recently, like on the floor, like playing with her dolls and stuff. Playing with their for my little girl it's Paw Patrol she thinks Paw Patrol is amazing and I love to encourage this because it's all about um, different types of uh, jobs that I think she could definitely do being a police officer or a firefighter or being a superhero even I love to encourage the idea that girls are just as strong as boys in that area so. Um, yeah, if you've ever played Paw Patrol with a little girl recently, <laughs> as I know myself, I have done a lot. If you've sat down and literally tried to put your phone aside and tried to play imagination with them, it is very, very difficult as an adult to use your imagination outside of things you've seen. You will probably play things you're used to, like going to work, taking the kids to school, um, doing, jogging around your exercise track, going swimming, whatever it is that the activities are common to you are probably the things you're going to play pretend with with the child if you're trying to play. This is where I want to take a moment to examine this. We lose the ability to imagine anything, and I mean anything if you sit down and try to play pretend with a little kid, you will realize just how little you imagine things anymore. And it's really, really sad because dreaming and imagining is a super helpful tool. It's a visualization tool that as adults, if you continue to foster that in little girls and continue to foster it in other women, you can dream past your own limitations and you can then actively seek to crush your limitations but you can't do that without dreaming past what you're used to this is a skill this is literally like a brain muscle that you have to develop Um, oftentimes we create a plan and calculate our dreams based upon our plan. But instead of that being vice versa, where we, we dream something up, we have a passion, we have a hobby, we have a habit that we want to foster in our lives as, as our actual career or our goals in lives. We have a dream, okay? And then we calculate to meet our dream. That's the way it should be. Because by doing this, you foster confidence in yourself to overcome Any barrier because your dreams are bigger than your walls to get in the way. Does not always feel this way, but I'm telling you if you care about something enough and you dream about it, you imagine it, you imagine much higher than your own limitations, you're breaking your own glass ceilings. And when you do that, nothing is beyond your reach. And that's the message I want you to take to yourself and to take to other little girls. So start using your imagination more. Start dreaming a little. Sit down and write a dream goal and a dream journal. This is a great activity because as you write down your dreams, you can start going crazy on that piece of paper. Literally dream up as big as possible. Don't think about the realistic portion of it. Think about what you actually want and dream about it. Start using your imagination and then start calculating your planning to meet your dream not the other way around we usually try to plan out all the steps on how to get there before we ever even think about the actual goal we say okay if we do this and this and this this is where we'll end up instead of the other way around if we dream about this how can i plan to get there so that's my first tip to you tip number two is emphasize the importance of your hard work This one is sometimes controversial when we're talking to girls and talking to people in general because we live in a society where sometimes we think, well, I wanna work smarter, not harder. And that's totally fair. I currently live a life where I try to work smarter and not harder. And I'm totally an advocate for that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think our dreams take hard work. And in order to overcome stereotypes, it takes a little bit of work because it's not a cakewalk when no one believes you can do it. I'm going to say that again. It's not a cakewalk when no one believes you can do it or when few people believe you can do it. And as women, as little girls there are many things we are told we can't do or they don't believe we're capable of doing. So in order to make sure that you get to that spot and really transcend this terrible stereotype of little girls having this, this gap between what they can dream to be and us as adult women trying to fall in line with what we were told we had to be as young girls. So in order to change that culture, you have to foster a little bit of emphasizing on hard work, that it takes hard work to bridge these gaps, because it does. Studies suggest that everyone does much better when you work harder. The reason why is the keys to success, especially for little girls and as women trying to break these stereotypical belief systems in our culture, is that if you work harder, um... You'll see the payoff when it applies because you're gaining knowledge, you're gaining um, application skills, and and you're putting the extra time and effort into something you're passionate about, which gives you an edge over those who already believe that they're smart enough, good enough, confident enough. Men tend to already believe they have everything in them to do it. And it's because of our culture. So to break this, by working hard and applying your own mind, you will gain anything that culture says you lack. Because you don't actually lack it. But to show yourself and the little girls around you that if you set your mind to doing something, you can do anything. Emphasize on hard work. Number three. Do confidence building activities and exercises. This one is a great way to build your own confidence. Some great exercises for this is a positive goal diary. This one I love. I love this idea. I loved it so much when I was researching that I may start one myself. And I'll tell you guys how it turns out. But the goal diary, which I'm suggesting this because I think psychology wise, this makes total sense to building your confidence. I've done a lot of studies on confidence. I usually only bring tips that I have done myself, but this one just checks all my boxes. So I'm definitely bringing it to you guys. So the way that it works is if you get a diary, a journal, you know, a little book where you write down your goals. You write down your goal and then you dream up just a tad bit bigger than your goal. And then when you are done with it, you kind of track it a little bit. So you remind yourself of your goal. You go back and look. And then when you've achieved your goal, you write the date down and you celebrate your goal. And this is great because it's tracking your progress for one. If you're having trouble reaching your goal, just write down positive milestones towards your goal on the same piece of paper, like on the same note sheet. And you can get all creative with it, make it pretty, do whatever you want. But if you write down your goal and make it always positive in a positive framework... So, like, let's say you want to lose weight. This is a stereotypical one, and I'm sorry, it just happened to be what was in my brain. But let's say if you wanted to lose weight, don't say, I want to lose this many pounds. Say, I want to feel this way when I've lost weight, because that's a positive mind frame. And it also encourages a feeling, and we're much more connected to feelings than actions. So... Building the confidence through this technique of writing down your goal and then writing, you know, your positive progress steps when you're having a little bit of trouble making your goal or is taking you a little bit of time. So look at your goal every day and write positive progress that you've made. Don't write anything negative or things that have held you back. Just write your positive progress and you'll start to see that you are making strides. And you'll see where you maybe need to give a little more to it. And then when you've made your goal and you write down that date and celebrate, it's going to build your confidence because you're going to see, look, I set this, I did it, I set out to what I wanted to do and I made it happen. This is fantastic to show little girls when they, you know, writing a goal diary with a little girl would be a fantastic exercise to do with them, both of you guys would feel so confident um, and just build that confidence level. Some other confident building activities is positive affirmation and meditation. I genuinely believe if you use meditation in the right way, this learning to to tame your headspace a little you will really reap the benefits. Using positive affirmation with this is a great way to build your own confidence. Um, The reason why this is, is because when you come to any situation with a more settled mind, you tend to be more able to handle and deal with it than you would when you're in a situation that maybe you're not super comfortable with. If your mind is at ease, then you can tackle it and the confidence will come as a byproduct. Another confidence building technique, this is not an activity, but technique is set up an environment that promotes your self-confidence and promotes your, your belief in yourself. So lots of friends that are super positive and encouraging, lots of um, feeding your mind with positive, positive thoughts and, and encouraging you can do this, you can overcome any challenge type of environment. That's definitely a good one to make sure that you're continuing to foster confidence and building the confidence in your daily life. It will also give you more opportunities for confidence building activities because it surrounds you. All right, so number three of my suggestions slash tips based on neuroscience is expose yourself and your little girls or the little girls that you know to positive role models. This is a great thing no matter what level that you operate in, whether you're a high professional businesswoman or whether you're someone who's in a totally different field, like a mother or a single mom. No matter what field you operate in, no matter how far away it seems from the CEO you know, or how far away it seems from the soccer mom you know, or how far away it seems from the college girl you know, wherever you operate... If you're exposing yourself to positive role models, female role models of all ages, from all walks of life, with different stories and different journeys, by exposing yourself to this, this gives you the opportunity to expand what you can believe about yourself, about your life, about the culture of women. And little girls will see this in you and they will see this in themselves. As women, we have a beautiful ability to connect to each other. We understand the struggles we all go through, no matter what walk of life you come from. But in order to really understand and really know the, the power of us banding together, we have to expose each other to role models that have done amazing things, have broke the glass ceilings, have pushed through boundaries, have impacted the world in a like mind-shattering way. So expose yourself to more people from lots of different walks of life. This is why traveling is fantastic. The more people you meet, especially women, in all these areas of life, you open up your mind to new opportunities and new belief systems. This is a positive and good thing when building the options for yourself and for a culture you want to foster. And my next tip. Challenge gender stereotypes. You probably have heard this a million times if you are anywhere near any community that fosters feminism or fosters um, definitely like gender equality, anything like that. So challenging gender stereotypes is great to do for yourself when you notice them. So I have this happen a lot. When I was a kid, Gender, gender stereotypes were very much a thing that I dealt with. I still deal with it in my own mind all the time. Things will come up and I'm like, why did I say that? Oh, because of a belief system in my mind about gender stereotypes. I had the other day an experience where I walked into my little girl's preschool. I went to pick her up, and one of the little girls that were sitting on the other side of the counter was talking to the other little girl. They were talking about one of the little girl's clothes. These girls were probably no older than five, and one of them said, no, those are boys' pants. And I looked at the little girl she was talking about, and it was because they were, they were, like, neutral colors. And I thought, hmm, why are those boys' pants? And the other little girl said, um no those are girls pants and she said no they're little boy pants see they're these colors and those are boy colors and girls can't wear those colors and I being the gender stereotypical breaker that I want to be I heard the little girls talking and the teacher had walked away to go get my little girl and I said why are those little boys pants and they both looked at me and kind of were like you know the shy little girls talking to a stranger (laughs) which I'm glad that they feel that way And they were like, well, because they're this color. I said, girls can wear that. And they just stopped to think about it for a minute. And I said, my favorite color is blue and green. Those are colors that you would think that boys like. But those are my favorite colors. And they're the color of the sky. There are blue flowers. There are blue buildings. There are all kinds of things that are blue that are not boy or girl. And they were like, huh. Huh. And you can see the little clocks ticking in their mind. And I hope that anytime time you see a gender stereotype, you try to expose yourself to an alternative. And you try to break the negative exposure. I just believe that there are things in the world that have no relevance of whether they should be boy or girl. And especially when it comes to what a girl can do. So break the gender stereotypes. When you see them in yourself, take a pause and examine them to break them down. When you see them in others, point them out in a positive way and just question their belief. By challenging and questioning a belief system, you give room to grow, both for the individual and yourself. All right, and my last tip is nurture. the social and emotional learning of yourself and the little girls you know. There are things like a lot of material about overcoming challenges and collaborating with other women and collaborating with others in general without fear that you're inferior. Making sure that you deal with situations like dealing with negative emotions and believing in your own self. Overcoming any challenge and getting associated with failure not being a bad thing, but failure just being a part of the process and not being afraid to fail. Nurturing these social and emotional learning moments, both in little girls, when when you see little girls going through something, acknowledge that, talk to them a little bit, help them through it and make it a positive thing. And also nourish this in yourself and the girlfriends you know. Because the thing is, is as little girls, we grow up into women who believe things about ourselves that are just not true. So if you nourish the thought that you can overcome any challenge, knock down any wall, be as strong as any man, more intelligent than anyone, learn anything, do anything, grow to be as big, as impactful, as ingenuitive as engineer-focused, as anyone else, then you start to bridge the dream gap for yourself and little girls around you. And these dreams are important. And they're important because they foster a society that everyone is equal, that everyone is capable, that everyone has opportunities. The more we give opportunity and the more we limit these stereotypical ideas that women, little girls, can only be so many different things and nothing else, the better a world we can provide. If you're wanting more coaching in the area of breaking down the glass ceilings and the boundaries for yourself to get more aligned and to bridge your own dream gaps, then please see me at happythinkerlifecoach.com. And don't forget to go to my Instagram to see my wedding photos. That is also on my website down at the bottom, the little Instagram, the little camera. And I will happily coach you and I would happily love to hear from you. If you love this episode or you have suggestions for new episodes, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks guys. And I will talk to you real soon, girlfriends.